This is a podcast from WOR. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm going to get to these F-16s to Ukraine and the Trump not debating stuff. I wanted to address a couple emails first, including this one about the Marines and the the horrible accident that happened. Uh, First of all, remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Love, hate, death threats, all that stuff is welcome. Let's deal with this. Jesse. Can you shed some light on how this type of accident could happen for those of us with zero military experience? It's always heartbreaking to hear this type of training accident. I consider this Marine a hero and deserving of taps. Thank you for your military service, dedication to the country. She sends in an article. A Marine was killed in Camp Pendleton during a training exercise. It was a live fire training exercise and he was killed live fire as you probably already figured out even if you didn't know that means you're shooting real bullets at things now and we are going to play him taps in just a moment by the way but let let me explain something for those who may not know military training whenever you're training in a deadly trade military is obviously a deadly trade deadly trades require deadly training so they become less deadly. If you, uh, let's say you want to be a professional boxer. You want to be a professional boxer. You want to get in the ring with other really bad dudes and you just want to throw hands until one of you is knocked out cold. That is a deadly, dangerous profession. It is. But I think you would agree with me when I say there's no possible way, no way you could ever train to be a heavyweight boxer without getting hit in the face a lot and hitting other people in the face. That's what the training has to be. It has to be that. Otherwise, when you finally walk in that ring with your heavyweight opponent, you're going to die. It's not enough. It's not enough to just go through the motions and practice when you're in something like the Marines. Eventually, you must get out there and experience it for a variety of different reasons. You have to experience the noise. You know, that's something you don't think about a lot is the noise. It's certainly nothing. It's something that really, really doesn't come through in the movies and TV when there's a combat situation, whatever that may be. They're always just talking to each other, just like you and me are talking right now. Just, hey, 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 push that over there. Hey, pass me a grenade. Hey, this or that. Um, Lots of times you can't hear a daggone thing. Everyone's shooting. Your ears are already ringing. Things are blowing up. You're trying to just figure out what someone says. Why do you think? Why do you think they make you shout so much during boot camp? Yeah, say yes, sir. Yes, sir. Say it louder. Yes, sir. Say it louder. Yes, sir. Are they just doing that to harass you? No, that's just a side benefit of it. They will force you to speak up. They will force you to. It's not an option. Why? Lives lives are decided on that. That's That's another reason you have to do these live fire things. And couple other things to keep in mind, and I am not, and I will not speak about this specific incident, so let me be clear about that. Only because I don't know enough detail on it, and out of respect for that Marine, and that out of respect for that Marine's family. One, remember this. If I was to take a group of 10 18-year-old men, 
and I brought them into the studio with me now. And I emptied out all the studio. No more microphones. No more soundboard. Can you imagine how much fun Marines would have with the soundboard? No more soundboard. No more nothing. I'm just going to leave this big table they have in here and a pair of scissors. One pair of scissors. And I shut the door and I lock it. How long do you think it would take before someone got hurt? How long? 10, 18-year-olds. One pair of scissors. Nothing else to do. I guarantee you, without 20, within 24 hours, probably within an hour, somebody would have to go to the ER. Somebody would. It's a, scissors. I want to do something with it. Hey, maybe we should throw them at each other. Let's play catch with it. Let's. Young men are made to be in dangerous situations. They are. But part of the reason they're made to be in dangerous situations is God made them crave dangerous situations. And when you put them in dangerous situations with bullets and high explosives, it doesn't take much for one thing to go wrong. Now, what could that one thing be? Again, it could be a variety of things. You're dealing with deadly weapons at all times. If I'm doing a mortar shoot, remember I was a mortarman. That's the kind of grunt I was. Let's say, let's say I already dropped around. Maybe I dropped around. It didn't cook off. Maybe. Maybe someone with me wasn't paying attention and he looks and he, cause he was looking at something else. Someone was shouting and he was looking over to make sure he wasn't getting shouted at. He wasn't, didn't even do anything wrong. And then he turns back around and no round has got off and he thinks, Oh crap, Jesse forgot to drop around and he grabs around, pulls a pin on it and drops it in on top. Both rounds go off, which has happened before the entire mortar crew gone, Psh, whole mortar line gone, wiped out one big explosion. That's the kind of chaos and noise and danger that happens. Uh, we were talking about the war in the Pacific earlier because we were talking about Wake Island. I've brought up this campaign before, not a campaign people know about when it comes to the Pacific. Everyone knows about Iwo Jima and Saipan and Guadalcanal and all the big famous ones. Not a lot of people know about the New Georgia campaign. New Georgia. Horrific little campaign. 20 5% of our casualties were friendly fire. 25%. You get a bunch of 18, 19-year-olds out there, adrenaline pumping, noise, a bunch of moving parts. This unit moved here, and they weren't supposed to move there, or they were supposed to move there, but they weren't supposed to move for 10 minutes. One guy's not where he's supposed to. Do you see what I mean? There's so many moving parts when you see live fire exercise, if you're a civilian, you may convince yourself that just a bunch of a bunch of guys, a bunch of Marines stand in a, in a line, in a straight line, and they all just kind of lay down and I'll just shoot at targets downrange. That's not how it's done. We've done that kind of thing before, and you'll do that kind of thing, but they're trying to prepare you for different things. They would have us, mortars, we'd, we'd, we'd sit back and dig in our mortars. This is during training, practice. And we'd be firing off mortar shells going in the general direction of our other troops. The machine gun guys would be on top on an elevated position cooking off machine gun rounds just in front of the regular grunts who were running not only towards the mortar rounds going off, towards the machine gun rounds that are being shot. Now, how much does it take for one thing to go wrong and one guy die? It could be a ricochet. Look, it's another thing you don't see in the movies. I know it's really common in the movies to walk up to a lock and pull out your pistol and 
just shoot it and shoot the lock off. You know that's a good way to have a bullet bounce back and shoot you in the face, right? Don't do that, please. Please don't shoot locks, please. Could have been that. You just don't know, all right? Now, that said, as I have always said on the show, I want to move on and get to this other political stuff. I view these accidents, training accidents where life is lost, I view them just as heroic as some guy who charges a hill in combat. That Marine who gave his life is every bit the hero of someone else. He died serving his country, and he died, I'll say this, and this is not hokey, so that others may live. All the training, all the training safety stuff that comes about, and and real-world safety stuff that comes about in the military, and honestly, police and fire, almost all of it comes from somebody dying. That's how adjustments get made. That's how things get improved. This Marine gave his life so others could live. Number five, brother. All right. Now let's deal really quickly with this F-16s to Ukraine from Denmark and Netherlands thing. In case you missed it, the United States of America approved sending F-16s to Ukraine. I had a conversation with my son this weekend, actually my oldest son, and he was asking me about Russia, Ukraine, and I was explaining, well, Russia thinks that part of Ukraine belongs to them, so they invaded. The Ukrainians are trying to repel them. We're sending a bunch of munitions to the Ukrainians and ammo and things like that to try to get them away and stuff like that. But so far, the Russians aren't moving. They've kind of dug in. They took the territory. And he's just kind of processing all this as a kid, right? And he says, well, what else can we do? And I said, I I, I don't know. And he said, well, yeah, I mean, what else can we do? Russia's a nuclear power. We can't avoid pushing them too far, right? A 14-year-old has a better understanding of foreign policy than the people educated at Stanford who run the country. So, take comfort in that. (laughs) All right. Let's get to why your doctor's a sellout and Trump not debating. Let's get to something else. Another reason too many accidents happen is because people don't take firearms ownership as seriously as they should, especially people who get excited about it. I'm not complaining if you get excited about it. I get excited about it. I'm tracking my new gun. It's been shipped. I'm tracking it every hour. I'm excited. But you get it, and we all, you don't fully understand. We don't fully understand there's an awesome responsibility that comes with carrying around something that can kill somebody. You also need to make sure you're fast with it and deadly with it. That's part of the reason we have to train. We have to train. We have to be comfortable with this weapon in our hands. We have to be comfortable with shooting it. Mantis X gives you the freedom to do that in your home without leaving the air conditioning. It attaches to your weapon. You're doing real training, professional training in the comfort of your home. All you have to do is go to mantisx.com. Mantisx.com. 
Get your Mantis X today. All right? We'll be back. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think those things are forgotten? It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. I almost said it was Friday. I almost said it was Friday. That would have really messed everyone up because, listen, Chris, you wouldn't know what this is like, but people hang on my every word. All right. What, Chris? It's part of being the Shogun. All right. As the Shogun, as the Shogun, people hang on my every word. Quit. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right. Trump put out, everyone's talking about it, everyone's blowing up about the whole thing. Trump decided to, to declare publicly that he will not be doing any debates. That's what he said. He said, I'll, I'm up too far in the polls. I will not be doing any debates. That's what Trump said. Now, let's come at this from two different angles, as we always do on this show. You are well aware by now that I don't fall in love with politicians, Trump included. I don't care. I don't, I view Trump totally different than everyone else views Trump. I don't, I, I, I know I'm unique in that. People seem to see Trump, and I'm talking about people on the right. Forget about the communists. People on the right seem to see Trump as one of two things at all times. Either this kind of rough around the edges savior who's going to smash the deep state, or they see him as some horrible bombastic antichrist who's going to destroy the 2020 election and, and ruin us all because he can. If it, I view Trump, honestly, if just, just you and me, I view Trump as more of a tragic figure than anything else. He was the, the first system disruptor. The first of them. He's currently getting chewed up alive by them. And it will end very poorly. As I've told you, I've given you that right between the eyes. I'm not sugarcoating it for you. It's going to end bad. They've already written his final chapter for him. I, I don't take pleasure in that, though. I think Trump had a lot of, has a lot of really outstanding ideas for this country. It was really great for our energy sector. It was great on trade. It was great on foreign policy. He, because he was the first system disruptor, he was the least prepared. Because he was the first. You see this with corrupt systems all throughout history. When a system disruptor arises, the first one is always the least prepared. As I said, they get smarter and meaner as they go along. His flaws when it comes to picking personnel, when it comes to how he deals with the media, how much time he gives them, his flaws and his bombastic nature kind of made him uniquely susceptible to get eaten alive by the system. I don't celebrate that i think that's friggin' awful I, I view him as more of a tragic figure but as far as the primary goes he's currently winning how by how much i don't know remember forget the stupid national polls they mean nothing in a primary individual state by state polling of likely voters that's what matters and each and every poll doesn't matter gather them all together kind of look at them and you'll get some idea so it looks like he's ahead how ahead who really knows i, I, I don't know but definitely ahead. He announced that he's not going to debate anymore. Personally, for me, I'm not doing an, an, uh, uh, an analysis here. I'll do that in a second. For me, as I've explained before, that's a major deal. Major deal for me. I believe politicians are all rental cars, Trump included. I will use them to get where I want to go and then dump them on the side of the road the same way they'll do to me. I demand of the man who wants to be my president that you at least act like you want to earn my vote, act like you have to earn my vote. I'm not your servant. I don't know you squat. You owe me. I don't owe you. You owe me. Without, without that attitude, that's a big problem for me. So that's a personal thing. However, professionally, let me say, 
It's the job of the other candidates to put so much pressure on Trump to make him feel like they're closing in so much that he has to debate. And keep in mind, they might still do that. I know all the national polls this and national polls that. Iowa's the first state they vote in, and there's still over 170 days till they vote in Iowa. Remember, there's a long way till the primary starts voting, and the individual state voting in Iowa is pretty close. Trump could very well lose Iowa. He really could. He lost it to Cruz last time. He could lose Iowa. So, so if you're if you're a Trump hater, there's some hope for you. But for the Trump lovers or whoever else, let's be honest. This is the smart move if you feel like you're really up 40. If you feel like you're really up 50. And so the Trump people who despise him will say, well, he has to debate. No. Whoever your guy is, if it's Ron DeSantis, it's the job of Ron DeSantis to make Trump feel so much heat that Trump feels like he has to debate. That's Ron DeSantis' job, is to run a campaign good enough to close that gap enough so Trump feels like he has to debate. If I'm so far ahead of you, don't think you're going to appeal to my good graces and I'll just join you on the debate stage. You make me feel enough heat that I feel like I have to, or I'm not doing it. Now, another part of that analysis is this. I feel like it is a mistake. He's not he's not, he's not getting 70, 80% of the vote. He's getting 50. So half the Republicans don't want him. I think it's a mistake to take that as a mandate. Uh, I think that skipping debates looks bad and can hurt him. And, and I know they're listening, and I've told his people this. I think it's a mistake. He's not a bad debater. He's a good debater. I think you're better off making him go than not. But I get it. If you're one of the other candidates, though, keep in mind, it's your job to force him to. All right, we'll get back to some emails. I want to talk about your doctor being a crook, and I want to talk about that being one of the reasons you should get on a male vitality stack or female vitality stack from Chalk. Oh, we're about to go through the story. But let me just tell you my experiences with doctors, your experiences with doctors with America's medical system recently should wake all of us up that the goal should be avoid the hospital, avoid the doctor's office at all times. I keep my testosterone levels above, far above where they should be because I know that's a huge part of keeping me away from the doctor. I do that naturally. Natural herbal supplements from Chalk. I take a male vitality stack from Chalk every single day. Female vitality stack for the ladies because the same thing applies to you. And they give 35% off subscriptions. So go take it for 90 days and tell me how you feel. You'll stay with it. choq.com promo code Jesse. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. That's a song from me to you, Chris. That's what that song is. What, Chris? Wasting all my time. Let's get to some emails before we get to anything else. Jesse, the debacle at Budweiser is a perfect example of what you preach quite often of what happens when corporate America hires the communist types as part of their diversity hires. With this cancer within an organization, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Had Budweiser executives told their diversity-driven marketing team no to the idea of putting a tranny person on a can of beer, they would have been accused of being transphobic. 
So in the end, they got what they deserved for hiring the communists to begin with. His name is David. Now, let's talk about this. Because whenever I bring up not hiring communists or firing the communists you have, we will inevitably get a bunch of pushback from people emailing in. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's always you. You're always cool about it. But emailing in saying, Jesse, I don't feel right about that. I don't think that's right. Jesse, we can convert them. Jesse, we should. Je okay, let me be clear. We should try to convert them. I never said, I never said, you know, damn them to hell. Did I, did, did I say that? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this. Let's say, you know what? Let's put it this way. Let's say my kids were young and didn't shoot so straight and still needed a babysitter whenever we left for an hour. Taking a wife out for some Mexican food on a Monday. Boys, you're on your own. You got the guns. You got the dog. Enjoy yourself. Kill anyone who comes in. Have a good one. We're going out. But let's say they were so young and I needed a babysitter. My brother, I don't have a brother, but let's say my brother wanted to come be a babysitter. Only he had a bad, bad heroin problem. He just was a big heroin guy. Big heroin guy. Now, I love my brother. I love him. He's my brother. I'll love him forever. I, uh, even though we're talking about an imaginary brother I don't really have, but I love my brother. I'll love him forever. I will. But he can't watch my kids. And I can't do something where because I love him or because I want the best for him, I allow him to watch my kids. I just try to control the damage he can do. Okay, brother, you can watch my sons, but what's going to happen is I'm going to lock them in their rooms. That way when you're doing heroin or if you do heroin, you can't go crazy and maybe try to hurt them. So they'll be locked in their rooms and they'll have... They'll have the dog with them to make sure, and I'm going to bar you from certain parts of the house to make. You see, it's insane. It doesn't work. He can't come as long as he's hooked on heroin. Go clean up your life. Get to rehab. Get some help. Get clean, and then you can watch my sons. The exact same thing applies with welcoming a communist of any kind into your place of employment. You should be firing the people with Biden bumper stickers or coexist bumper stickers or rainbow bumper stickers on the cars in your employee parking lot. And you can yell at me all you want about how harsh that is. And that's crazy. And that's over the top. You have welcomed a religious zealot into your place of work. And there is no possible way you can control them, corral them, keep them from doing harm because harm is their whole religion. It's what they worship. It's not something they do. As we talk about, it's who they are. In their very bones, these people destroy. It is the religion of the malcontent. And once you decide you are going to bend the knee to Lucifer and worship at the altar of communism, once you make that decision, you have made an internal decision inside of you that everything is bad and Everything has to be burned down. And there are no exceptions, your company included. And I look at these corporate America companies that bring in left-winger after left-winger after left-winger. Wow, he went to Harvard. He went to this. He went to that. And then they're just crushed when these little dirty commies 
come in and start undercutting everything and backbiting everything, and soon they're hurting the bottom line. But by that point in time, like the guy points out, you can't fire them. Immediately they're suing. You just fired me because I'm black. You just fired me because I'm a woman. Now you have that problem on your hands. So soon the little dirty commie tumor you brought in your company is actually the de facto head of your company because he will complain until he gets stuff done, and if you fire him, he'll make your life miserable. I know you think I'm just being over the top, or maybe you think I'm too mean or too harsh, but I'm telling you right now, you managers, you owners, businesses, large and small, presidents, vice presidents, get the commies out of your office before they burn it to the ground. You have an Islamic jihadist working for you. He's got a Trump-Harris bumper sticker on his car. Get rid of him before he ends you. All right? Now, remember remember the COVID vaccine? The thing they called a vaccine? That's not a vaccine at all, but remember the COVID vaccine? And you know what hit me most about the COVID vaccine? It wasn't even all the lies in the Operation Warp Speed disaster. It wasn't even them shooting down other all the other alternate treatments. It wasn't even that. What hit me most was locally how I couldn't find a doctor for me or a pediatrician for my sons who wasn't pushing that filth. And you know what's funny? It almost seemed it almost seemed like they were motivated by something other than the health of me and my sons because they would say, do you want it? And I said, absolutely not. Do you want it for your sons? I'd say, absolutely not. They'd say, why not? I said, I'm a young, healthy male. These are young, healthy boys. I've done all the reading. My boys are at no risk whatsoever for COVID vaccine, for, for COVID at all. In fact, they are at risk if you want to put that heart exploder in their body. So I'm going to go ahead and pass. This is from leading report. Leak, leaked document shows American doctors were financially rewarded for pushing the COVID vaccine. Here's something from the how you can qualify for a bonus section. 30% of Anthem, that's an insurance, Anthem members vaccinated, you get a $20 bonus per member. This is for the doctor. 40% vaccinated, $45 bonus, all the way up to if you were an ambitious little doctor and you got 70%, 75% of your Anthem members vaccinated, you would get $125 per vaccinated patient. You see... They paid your doctor to push it on you. And your doctor never told you it was paid. And here's the craziest thing about it. Your doctor, he didn't do any real research on it because there was no real research available. He took his medical degree and he used his position of authority in your life to push something on you. Probably something you should keep in mind and I should keep in mind the next time we go strolling into the doctor's office. I'm not saying your doctor's bad. Maybe your doctor or nurse or whoever is wonderful. Lord knows there are some amazing ones out there. But I am saying to you what I've said before. You had better and I had better begin vetting our doctors. Vetting our doctors. All right? And keep in mind, this is from Steve Bannon's War Room. Biden has already begun buying COVID-19 equipment, hiring pandemic safety protocol enforcers, 
and there are a lot of rumors to the point it's not even a whisper, it's now a roar that they are gearing up for a winter return of COVID. Something to keep in mind. So if you're a healthy adult and you walk in your doctor's office and he says, well, I'd like to get you your 19th booster shot, kindly turn around, take the mask off your face and leave because you don't have a doctor, you have a pill-pushing loser. All right? All right. We have headlines I didn't get to, but a little bit of an inspiration maybe for you. Next. You're listening to the Oracle. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. We will be back tomorrow to do it again. You can email me, love, hate, death threats, whatever you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Before we get to headlines I didn't get to, I just want to get to a couple little things. One's a little I told you so. You know I love those. And the other two are kind of life advice things. Okay, first one. This is from Mediate. Vivek Ramaswamy told allies he's running to sabotage Ron DeSantis. Who is that guy on the radio that said that? Chris, I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Who's that guy on the radio who's been saying that for months and months? Chris, what's his name? Chris, I want to hear you say it. Does his name start with a J? Is it? Oh, it was me. Learn how to smell the snake oil. Chris Christie is in the race only to destroy Donald Trump. Vivek Vrebesvivi is in the race only to destroy Ron DeSantis. Stop falling for these freaking charlatans who tell you what you want to hear. The guy's been a Republican for 15 minutes. I love masks. Masks suck. I love this. I hate that. I love... Wake up. There are going to be a ton of these guys who come along now that were desperate and angry. Learn to smell them a a mile away. Now, that brings me to this. Actually, that doesn't bring me to this. Just life brings me to this. I understand. I am not naive that it is tough out there jobs-wise. Tough to find a job that pays. Tough to find a job that pays the bills. Uh, there are a lot of people, men and women, listening to the sound of my voice right now. Maybe this is yours, your case where you are in a job you don't like. You feel it's hopeless. You feel like you don't have options. Let me just tell you a little story. It's a true story. On Friday night, when I got done with the show, went home, swept the wife off her feet, if I say so myself. What, Chris? Went out to a lovely dinner. Where did we eat on Friday night? What did we eat? Oh, we ate oysters. That's right. We ate oysters. Not raw ones. I'm not disgusting. I get the fried ones with the cheese and stuff in it. Oysters and some some hot sauce and whatnot. Anyway, went home, ended up hanging out with some neighbors afterwards. You know, just going over, have a beer, talk about life. One of my buddies manages a big auto dealership here. And he told me he had a guy apply for a sales position the other day. This is a grown man. Applied for a sales position. And the guy sits down and they're interviewing him and they're kind of asking him why he left his old job. Hey, what's the problem? That kind of thing. And he said he was looking for a better work-life balance. I know I'm old and harsh. I understand that. That would be an automatic no for me. Because I just always picture in these situations... What would my dad do if I ever went to my dad and told him I was looking for a better work-life balance? I don't think that would go to this day. I think he would probably fly down here and murder me. But all right, okay, let's say I give it to him. He was looking for a better work-life balance. So they asked the salesman, okay, well, what what kind of hours and days did they have you working? And the guy said, man, they had me coming in every Monday through Friday, 7 to 4. 
Listen, I didn't say that to dishearten you. That should hearten you. The workforce out there has rotted to the point where a 7 to 4 Monday through Friday job violates somebody's work-life balance too much. What have I told you over and over and over again? Show up on time. Don't leave early. Don't office gossip. And do not return to your boss until the task you've been given is completed. It's your job to solve his problems, not vice versa. Those simple rules I just gave you, they will make you better than 90% of the workforce. You think you're unhappy and you think you have no shot to get ahead. I'm telling you, you are ahead. You are the leader. You are the freaking next CEO, the next GM. If you do those four things, you're not only going to get ahead, you're going to get ahead quickly, all right? This workforce is full of losers who don't want to work 7 to 4 Monday through Friday. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And one other PSA, as long as I'm doing Dad Jesse, before we get to the headlines I didn't get to and everything, I saw that Rolex tops the list of most stolen luxury watches. I don't own a Rolex, as you well know. I don't own fancy things like that. But I have friends who do. Maybe you do. And I'm not not dogging on it. It's just not my thing. I have no style, no fashion. So it's not something I would buy. I will say, though, we are in a country now with more mental illness, anger, and other things than we've had in quite some time. That's what happens in a late-stage republic. If you do own nice things, pretty cars, pretty watches, pretty necklaces, look at my new gun, look at this and that, keep it off social media. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be Debbie Downer. I don't mean to be Daddy Jesse. Keep it off social media. These thieves are always browsing social media for whose house to break into next. Keep your nice things off social media, okay? All right. And one other thing to keep off social media. Your My Patriot Supply Emergency Three Month Food Kit. I don't say this just to say it. I say it as somebody who's read history books. The guy who has the supplies when the crap hits the fan, he's oftentimes prey once people know about it. You need an emergency three month food kit. Everyone does. Every single person. My Patriot Supply has them prepped and ready to go. They not only ship free, they ship anonymously. Now, why does My Patriot Supply do that? Why don't they plaster big things to the side of the box and say, emergency three-month food kit? Because you'd be unsafe. That lets bad people know that you're the one with the food. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com because they're $200 off right now. Get yours and shut up about it. Preparewithjessikelly.com. Get yours and shut up about it. All right? All right. And now... Here's a headline. Buy that gold. You know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Georgia State Senator aims to impeach DA Fannie Willis over Trump charges. Says America is under attack. His name is Colton Moore. And Colton Moore, thank you for being one of the few in the Republican Party that understands how dangerous this situation is. Tampa woman fulfills her childhood dream of becoming a stripper. <clears throat> Just like her mom. That might be the most Tampa article I've ever read in my life. Humans face major population correction this century, 
Scientist warns. No word yet on whether the scientists stood up and applauded like the rest of our scientists appear to be doing. Equity-obsessed Hawaiian official leaves director position after waiting five hours to release the water during the Maui wildfires. I am not in the conspiracy theory land quite yet when it comes to what went down in Hawaii, but as more information comes out, it's pushing me there really, 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 really quickly. They refuse to sound the alarm for these people. They refuse to release the water for five hours while these people were burning. There are reports. I was not there. All I can say is there are reports of residents of Hawaii being blocked from being able to get out, meaning they had the roads blocked officially, official blocks in the roads. I will tell you this is not something I'm going to let go. I am upset. I am going to be digging into it, and we will see how all this stuff shakes out. This has been a podcast from WOR.